testing. <laughs> Test testing. One, two, three. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. Yeah, it looks like, I mean, it's picking up well enough. So I think we're fine. All right, cool. Cool, 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 cool. All right, you ready? Yes. All right. Hello, and welcome to the Hearth and Hatch podcast. My name is Amber Lee. And I am Margot, and we are very happy to have you. How you doing, Amber Lee? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> good. Sorry, my husband was, was doing uh, sign language to oh. me. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you, Margot? I'm also doing great. I just had a sip of coffee. I'm having some late afternoon coffee, which is very unlike me, but I've also been dragging ass. So sometimes it's just necessary. All right. Yeah. So this mini-sode, we're focusing on your spell work forecast for the full moon in Aquarius. Uh, this full moon in Aquarius is also the August full moon, which is often referred to as the Sturgeon moon. Uh, and it's also a full moon that takes place on a Thursday. So the Sturgeon Moon falls in Aquarius and gives us a wonderful opportunity for gratitude work. I was thinking I would talk about August specifically for a moment, if that's okay. Yep. Okay, so summer is at its height of power when August rolls in, bringing with it the first of the harvest festivals, Lunasa, that actually has just passed, uh, on the first of the month. Lunasa is a festival of strength and abundance, a reflection of August itself. Lug and the corn god are highly celebrated during this month and are particularly good to work with in spells or rituals of abundance, prosperity, agriculture, marriage, or strength. The Earth Mother, in her many forms, is ripening and overflowing with abundance. While we often see the first harvest as being associated with corn, there is much more that has been harvested by this point. We must remember not to overlook anything or take anything for granted in our lives, and the harvest is an excellent reminder of that. It is a time to begin focusing on expressing appreciation and giving thanks for all that we have. The full moon this month is most often called the sturgeon moon, but it can also be referred to by the corn moon, wort moon, barley moon, sometimes even the harvest moon. Um, the stones carnelian, fire agate, cat's eye, and jasper will add extra power to your spells and rituals at this time. And you can also use herbs like chamomile, St. John's wort, bay, angelica, fennel, rue, barley, wheat, marigold, or sunflowers in your spells. The colors for August are yellow, gold, and the rich green of the grass and leaves. Do you know why they call it the sturgeon moon, Amberly? I'm assuming it has something to do with a sturgeon. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. No, that is true. It is the big old fish. So the sturgeon moon will be at its peak on Thursday, August 11th, 2022 at 9.36 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, it's also the final supermoon of the year, which, as we've discussed before, is when the full moon occurs at a point in the moon's orbit where it's the closest to Earth, making it especially big and bright from our perspective. So like all full moons throughout the year, this moon can bring different things into your life if you're open to it. So the Sturgeon Moon is named so because North American fishing tribes called August's full moon after the sturgeon since the species appeared in, appeared in great number during this month. It's also been called the Green Corn Moon, the Grain Moon, and the Red Moon for its reddish hue when it often takes um, on the summer haze. 
the uh, spiritual meaning behind the sturgeon moon is um, very much like the Sabbath that just passed. August sturgeon moon is a time for all of us to take a step back and really appreciate everything. This moon symbolizes gratitude and the bounties of nature and asks us to step into the flow and appreciate the fruits of all the seasons and the unique beauties of the cycles of life. Very nice. Very nice. So I am going to touch on uh, the fact that the full moon is in Aquarius. Uh, The full moon in Aquarius is the moon of the initiator, where one might feel the need to start new projects or bring about change. It is time to stand up and help your peers or work to strengthen communities. This is time to break free of the stagnant and to move into new possibilities. Uh, Some great things to do during this full moon are some creative, self-focused activities, volunteer, do things that make you uncomfortable in order to grow, uh, find new people with similar interests, or work on a cause that you are passionate about. Some journal prompts that I actually found from Courtney E. Morgan, which I love these. Um, What are projects, ideas, work opportunities, relationships that I have been thinking about uh, creating, building, or starting? And which of these would most serve my community or the larger collective? There are a bunch of great journal prompts on CourtneyEMorgan.com. I actually encourage you to go check them out because there were many more, but I just really liked those the best for the full moon in Aquarius. Yeah, I like that. We'll link that in the show notes. I also think um, what you said about doing things that scare you um, in order to grow, I feel like that energy has been with us for a while. I've been hearing a lot of um, do it scared or Mm -hmm. be scared, but do it anyway type of talk. And that energy is very uh, prevalent right now. I like that a lot. Yeah. That is how you grow. Step out of your comfort zone. Okay. So this spell card is the self-blessing from the Practical Witches spell deck. You can't give properly to your community unless you can also give properly to yourself. So this, this card is great for that. The time you take to restore yourself is precious. You can perform this self-blessing every day. Take some dried sage and lavender in a muslin bag. Breathe in the aroma deeply three times. And beginning at the top of your head, the crown chakra, pass the pouch down to your feet, gently touching your other sacred chakras, the third eye, the throat, the heart, solar plexus, sacral, root, and then holding the bag of herbs over your heart, speak aloud. Gone are the sorrows, illness, and woe. Here as wisdom and health begin to flow. My heart is whole. Joy fills my soul. Blessed be me. Very nice. Very nice. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's a good one. Oh, and then a a final reminder that the full moon also does fall on a Thursday, which is Jupiter Day. So if you are looking um, or preferring to do any sort of expansion or manifestation type work instead, that is also totally appropriate uh, to work on abundance, prosperity, expansion, growth, and manifesting your dreams. Do it up. For sure. All right, Margo. So I think we have something um, that you wanted to share. Yes. So a couple weeks ago, I believe it was a couple weeks ago or maybe three weeks ago, possibly, we did a um, beginner witch episode where we discussed uh, the type of advice that we wish we had gotten or the things we wish we knew when we were beginners. 
So when I posted about the episode on social, I asked for some comments. I asked for some feedback on the type of advice that you would provide to a beginner or that you wish somebody had given to you. Uh, And I said that I would share it on an upcoming episode, and here it is. So when I asked, what is it that you wish you'd known when you were just starting out? I had a couple comments. One was from Allie Kidney. She said, start simple. You do not need all the things that you think you do. Also, document any workings that you do. It will help see the outcome and how you grow later on, which is excellent advice. Yes. Because I know um, even now, sometimes I am still guilty of doing spell work and not documenting it and then not leaving myself a way to track my progress or even come back to that spell to do again later. So sometimes even even us uh, seasoned witches <laughs> can use some of that advice. Uh, I also got a piece of advice from Diane Boswell. She said, when I started, I couldn't have all the tools and things. Everything had to be quiet and mostly in my mind. So while the tools are great, remember, you don't actually need them. But the biggest thing I wish I had known is to have fun and be joyful. So many things slash books slash people make it out to be so serious, and it can be, but it can also be fun and exciting. Don't forget to see the beauty and allow yourself to laugh and play as well. I love that. Amazing advice from Diane. Uh, and then I I posed, uh, we also discussed a list of books that we would recommend to someone just starting out and how difficult it was to choose from, you know, a rather large collection of texts that we truly love. So we posed the same question about the types of books that you might recommend to a beginner. And I had um, some feedback from Love From Within, L.I. Some of you might know who this one is. Um, She goes by... Well, she is one of the Leos and two Geminis and a Leo. So, Yes. <laughs> she said, I started out with Wicca and I really enjoyed the majority of the Scott Cunningham books out there. I know that is not the beginning of everyone's path, but it helped teach me the fundamentals that I built my practice on. And absolutely. And so many of us actually started out exactly the same way. I actually started mm-hmm. out with Scott Cunningham. My first book was uh, Wicca for the Solitary Practitioner. And absolutely, I don't think I would consider myself a Wicca, a Wicca. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I would consider myself a Wiccan anymore. Uh, I've strayed, you know, far, far from that path, but I, I do still keep some of those fundamentals, you know, in mind and at heart, um, in my practice while I continue to grow, uh, the eclecticism of it all. So another great piece of advice. So the reason why I wanted to ask for everyone's thoughts and comments was to help us introduce a new series that we've decided to start, specifically geared towards beginner witches. The first in the series will be on protection magic, wards, and reversals, and then we'll be periodically going back to the series to cover a whole array of witchcraft topics that um, beginners and I believe, I hope, even seasoned witches will hopefully find useful. And just as a reminder, we'll also be revisiting our Rites of Passage series soon as well. Some of you may remember our death episode, and we'll be working backwards. Um, So the next one we'll be addressing is aging, uh, the crone of wisdom archetype, and gaining experience on your path. Yeah. So that's just a little bit of what we have coming up. So exciting. Yes, very exciting. Awesome. I think that's... Should we we also talk about the um, the new thing that we did? Sure. You want to tell me what it is? <laughs> it has to do with postage. 
Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, so we, we finally got a P.O. box. We did. Yeah. And uh, hopefully it'll get used. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we got a P.O. box. We're super excited about it. It is P.O. box 397. Uh, I really tried to control myself when I was in the post office and the um, the postal worker behind the desk said, okay, box 397, I I tried to chill out, but I was super excited about that number. It's a really good number. So we are P.O. Box. such a good number? So it's an angel number. Well, for, uh, specifically, I was excited because of three, nine, and seven on their own mm-hmm. are all three very magical numbers that I love right. and use frequently in my practice. But 397 together... I believe, um, hopefully I, I got it right, it's an angel number and it has to do with achieving your goals one, as soon as you're willing to put in the work and stay focused. Wonderful. Yeah, so I'm super excited about it. It is P.O. Box 397 in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, 08003. So send us your love letters and hate mail. Do it. <laughs> do it. Love letters and hate mail, Jesus. Try and, you know, leave, lean more toward the love letters than yeah. the hate mail, but, you know. Please, please don't make us cry. <laughs> All righty. Well, All right. let's wrap up this mini Huh? I said, let's wrap up this mini Oh, yeah. Let's do it as as uh, awkwardly as possible. I know. I don't think anything can, can beat the Tarian tirade oh when God. you told... <laughs> Rachel, Teresa, and Tabitha, that we have a tradition of ending it as awkwardly as possible. And Rachel just straight went, ah, <laughs> into the microphone. You just scared my husband. <laughs> I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you next time. <laughs> You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Hearth and Hedge, on our website, thehearthandhedge.com, or you can email us at thehearthandhedge at gmail.com. Our address is The Hearth and Hedge, P.O. Box 397, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, 08003. We also have a Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash thehearthandhedge. If you like what you hear, consider leaving us a review wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you.